How is everyone doing? This is episode 28, I believe we're on. And today we have a very special episode. So I, I usually don't get the opportunity to speak with projects. Uh, but this time I actually am getting to sit down with the team behind The Worm, um, also known as Ambition. So how are you guys doing today? Praise be, you're doing well, doing well. Yes. So with, with this episode, I really wanted to get behind what the worm is, the whole mission there, how long you've been around, and maybe what you two have done before uh, the worm, how long you've been in crypto, NFTs, and stuff like that. So is that something you guys would be interested in? Yeah, absolutely. All righty. So as far as the worm goes, um, for those listening in, I know not everyone might know about it. So could you give us a quick rundown on what exactly the worm NFT is? Of course. Well, thank you so much for having us on the show. We're always thrilled to spread the good word of the worm to the world. Uh, so the worm is an NFT. It's a very special NFT. It has a mission. It's an NFT with a mission to visit all wallets on the Ethereum blockchain. So if you look at the worm NFT, what you'll see is a little squiggly pink worm with the cute little face, but it's trying to visit every wallet on the blockchain. And the way it does that is whoever has it, of course, it's an NFT, gets to decide where it goes next. So if you get the worm in your wallet, if you open your wallet one day and you see that little pink face, uh, you get to figure out, you know, hear, hear the worm speak to you, have Congress with the worm, the worm will guide you toward where it wants to go next. And then you get to decide where it goes. When you help it along and you send it to the next wallet, it rewards you with uh, a gift of an NFT that it mints and leaves in your wallet as a permanent reminder of the time that you two spent together and the way that you helped it on its journey. Okay, so this, okay, I, I love this. Okay, so whenever they leave behind an NFT, is this an NFT of the worm? Is this a random NFT? Can people buy this NFT? That's something I was very curious about. Yeah, so the interesting thing about the worm collection is there is only one original one, and that's the one can, that can be transferred and passed along. But the NFTs that it leaves behind we are calling holograms and they're a different kind of NFT. Um, since then, Vitalik has come out and called them soul bounds. But the idea is these are permanent. They're non-transferable. So once it's in your wallet, it's stuck there forever. I like that. And it's, it's interesting that you talk about Soulbound. Um, this is something that I've been trying to do more research on. This is now the second project that I've heard mentioned Soulbound. First being a friend of mine, Jeff Govea with the Football Critters. His developer, Jeff Rafter, had mentioned Soulbound NFTs. And I'm really um, interested in seeing what they're going to do going forward in our ecosystem. But with the worm, um, I've, I've watched it go on and I've seen a lot of people get enjoyment out of it. I've seen a lot of people really be like, yo, do you have the worm? I have to get the worm. And that's what really made me jump into it and want to learn more. So whenever I was looking at the worm, I noticed that there's not really a buying or selling mechanism to this. What made this team want to build an NFT that it wasn't about reselling or flipping or what the floor price was? You built a great community around a project that's really just about sharing and getting people involved. So what really built the idea for the worm and for you all to make this? Yeah, so it was kind of a um, convergence of a few ideas. And one of the original ideas actually was we were a little tired of how the dominant narrative of the NFT crypto space was just flipping buying and selling, what's the floor? And that's all it seemed most people talked about. And so we started with like, what does an NFT project look like? Where the story, the, the things that the community is talking about isn't centered around money. Um, and then we started thinking about a few other ideas, um, a community that grows organically. Mm -hmm. Um, like not just, it's not the 
it's not hype driven in the sense that a whole bunch of people come in immediately at the beginning and then it kind of, um, it might fade off, but it's more something that grows slowly, steadily over time. Um, and then we're also trying to come up with some new mechanics. <laughs> and so kind of like all these ideas came together and then that was how we came up with the worm. Yeah. I, I think for me too, the, the spirit that we really wanted to capture was one of just like celebration and collaboration and, and excitement. I mean, the fact that we're all here at this moment in time when web three is sort of finding its footing in the world. It's really exciting. It reminds yeah. me a lot of the nineties when the internet was new and it was like, everybody wanted to get in on the internet. But before that, it was a small group of people who really saw the value in it and were like chatting in these weird chat rooms and people outside of these chat rooms didn't really know what you were talking about if you talked about being in a chat room. So there's just this moment in time that it felt like we were in last year as a community where we had this amazing opportunity to be involved in like the very nascent existence of this brand new thing that's going to revolutionize the world and we wanted to capture that and celebrate it and just be excited about it and be excited about it with people and so having something like the worm that is also this new exciting thing that is traveling around and spreading to other people there's that like overlap of story but also this celebration of like if you got the worm like if you get the worm if you got the worm last year or you get it this year like that is a memento of your time in this exciting new technology. Eventually everyone will have it. It'll just be what we do. And we'll all think back to the days when it was new and exciting and almost like a secret. And if you have a worm hologram, it's like you have that evidence that you were there for that and you have that memento of it. So we wanted to really also just capture the excitement of being in this space at this time. I mean, I love that. And I will say that I am someone who has seen this worm since I think around the 70, 80 mark. And I believe they're in the 700s now um, for where it's, how many wallets it's hit. And I think it's just like the coolest thing ever. I know that people, and this ain't something that people don't know about. People like Kalan, people throughout the Cool Cats team have got it. Uh, my friend Chris Torres, uh, the creator of the Neon Cat, I saw that the Neon Cat had uh, gotten it. So I have friends right now that as soon as I told them, like, yo, I, you know, I, I want to do this episode with the worm and like get the word out more, they were like, no, dude, I have to get the worm first before you do that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, I, it's, it's really there. So was the worms, like, what is the mission for this? So I know the, the goal would probably be to hit every wallet. And I'm sure that's going to happen. I, I cannot wait. But is there a, a bigger mission or another mission that you all have? Is it to bring people together? Is it to just try to bring that community feel back to NFTs? I didn't know if you all had anything else. Um, there, yeah, there's a few um, missions in, or ideas of uh, things that we think would be really um, great and fun. Um, there, definitely the actual, but we, sorry, before, I need to speak a bit to the difference between the worms mission and our mission. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Because the worm just wants to see the world. The worm wants to visit everyone and meet, um, all, of us. meet all of us. And um, us, the team behind Ambition, we've, we've really been inspired by the community and it's given us a lot of ideas for how to take it to um, a new level and just one of those ideas is creating the first religion of the metaverse because <laughs> the the fan the disciples of the worm are so dedicated that um well that it's we already are a religion we just need to grow <laughs> it now <laughs> no i mean so and and for one the religion is strong over there the people that are with the worm and have gotten it trust me they are strong and i encourage everyone while listening or after this episode after you listen definitely definitely look into the website they have a whole 
um, article on, you know, meeting the worm, how to get the worm, transfer it, all of that. And that's some of the things that I wanted to talk about because the worm, it is an NFT, but I feel like there's a deep lore and a, a deep story to this worm. Like on the outside looking in, uh, you might just hear it and say, okay, it, it travels wallet to wallet. Cool. Um, but it gets much deeper than that. So I see the worm appears, the betrayal of Timmy, the worm, <laughs> the worm vigil. So there is deeper things. And we're going to speak about that in a second. I did want to ask, um, before diving in deeper to the worm, I know for the listeners, you're hearing two people bounce back and forth. Um, I, I did want to do a quick second of you guys just kind of introducing who you all are. Um, and you don't have to say your personal names. You can just give like a Discord name or Twitter. But I think it's very important to know the talented people that were able to bring us the worm. And we do have a third, um, but unfortunately, they are not here with us today, I believe. That's correct. Yeah, I can go first. Hello, everyone. My name is bleps.e, Dinkasaurus Bleps on Twitter, and I'm part of Team Ambition. I do a lot of the web design, um, interaction design between the N our NFTs and the audience, and uh, storytelling, really. <laughs> yes, and uh, I am Felix, the dev behind all the projects, but I also want to say that... Um, Plebs is the creative director for The Worm. Each of our projects have um, creative directors, somebody who it's their responsibility to um, hold the vision of the project dear to their heart and help guide everybody towards that. And um, Plebs is the creative force behind The Worm. Um, I wrote all the Solidity code, but um, that's not the magic of The Worm. <laughs> the magic <laughs> of The Worm is um the story behind it and the community that has grown alongside that story i love that and i want everyone to know that this worm if you've never seen the worm it's a cute little little worm with a smile on its face and when i tell you it looks so happy energetic it's exactly what i got from the team the moment they jumped on the call i was like this is the worm like i feel like i'm talking to the worm just so happy so energetic and it's just amazing so i love the fact that we're able to sit down talk about this project that you've built and i do want to get into the fact that y'all came around i believe in the middle of 2021 correct that is when the worm came into it yes yes yeah. the worm um so could could you please fill us in mm -hmm. on the things like the betrayal of Timmy and like <laughs> yeah. and, and the worm vigil? Because I I just think that's one of the most interesting things. And I haven't gotten the chance to like look into it because I know the worm, there's not, I don't know if there's really a time frame on how quick or how long someone has to move it, but I know that it didn't move um many times for for a while. So um, maybe that's where the betrayal of Timmy came in um, or the worm visual, but I'm going to shut up and, and let you speak on that. Yeah, these are wonderful stories to tell in the, the history of the worm. This is what I love so much about the worm is that it's a decentralized story. Um, it's not a project where the lore is written ahead of time and it's just a matter of getting it out to everybody because the worm is on a mission and it relies on whoever has it in the moment to determine where it goes next. We're building the story of the worm in a decentralized way as it travels. So if you get the worm, you get to tell the next chapter in its story. And that has really led to a extremely rich lore for the worm. It's turning a year old in a couple of months and it's been on so many adventures. Um, some of the some of the key adventures, uh, the worm was released in July of last year. So there was a, a website with a picture of the worm in a little jail cell, jail cell. And all it said was don't release the worm. 
and had a button where you could release the worm. So uh, uh, this great patron of our projects, Arsenic, was the first person brave enough to uh, press the button and pay the bail to uh, release the worm. He got to decide where the worm went after that. It started traveling pretty quickly. It gained about uh, 200 and almost 300 followers by um, August you know, in the first month or so. And then, you know, we're in the discord for the worm, passing the worm around, figuring out where it's going to go next. Everyone's having a great time. We're forming all these like secret societies. We call them packs where it's like, if I get the worm, I'll share it with you five people. And then, you know, whoever's at the end can send it to the next. So people are making these like groups of trust to make sure that uh, the worm stays within their grasps. And uh, somebody who gets the worm uh, takes the worm off course. They, they're telling everybody, oh yeah, I'm gonna just you know, send it to the next person on our list. It doesn't make it to the next person on the, li the list. It goes to uh, who they say is their uh, cousin, their teenage cousin. It's, it's gonna be the cousin's first NFT. <laughs> this is the plan. Oh, wouldn't that be great if this person's first NFT was the worm. So the worm ends up in this wallet where it's the only NFT. And all of a sudden there's a transfer and nobody's really quite sure where it went. <laughs> and is this Timmy? This is Timmy. So Timmy, we, we come to find out that, okay, Timmy is the one who has gotten the worm. This is going to be his first NFT. He's now responsible for either bringing it back on track or figuring out where it goes next. He hops in the discord. Everyone's freaking out. And he goes, Hey, I, I sent it. I sent it where I was supposed to send it. So we look at the, we look at EtherScan, you know, it's not there. It's not there. How did this happen? So no one can figure out where the worm got sent. Timmy's going, I, I sent it. I just, you told me to, you guys gave me an idea where to send it. And I typed in that address. It didn't, it didn't go there. I don't know. So we deduce that he has become the victim of a malware scam where he did get an address from someone in our discord who wanted the worm and he did copy it but when he pasted it into the transfer uh function on our website where he was going to transfer the worm to it there was malware that changed the address to a scammer's address and this is something that exists it's just out there like skimming you know tricking people into sending eth and other tokens to the wrong address so this is where the worm ends up so nobody really knows whose wallet this is it's some scammer and even though it was an accident the community took it to heart and felt very betrayed by timmy and there were kind of turned him into a martyr a bit a bit yeah <laughs> there were accusations there were questions who let this who let this man hold the worm he dropped it <laughs> We had a uh, mock trial in our Discord <laughs> to determine guilt. Yeah. I believe it resulted in an acquittal. I mean, this is <laughs> this is literally amazing. I mean, I don't know how you how you listen to this and then just think, oh, that's nothing. I mean, it's literally for one, I'm right here with my pitchfork on fire, waiting, <laughs> waiting to go find Timmy right now. I, I might, I might be on the fence of I can't believe Timmy got it. I can't believe he fumbled the worm. Yeah. Um, but but then that leads us to so that was gonna be my big question. What do you do if someone <laughs> gives the worm to someone and then that person's like, you know what? For, forget this. I'm done. I don't even I don't I, I got y'all. Like, haha, I got y'all. Like, I'm not gonna send it to no one. Are we are we done? Is the worm is his mission over? Like, is he done traveling? Is there anything we can do? Well, I'll tell you this. There were some very difficult times emotionally around that first betrayal because we didn't know what was going to happen. This was the first obstacle for the worm to overcome. Mm, okay. So, okay. How how did you overcome? Yeah, it? yeah. So well, first first the community, many tears were shed. Yes, it's true. Um, many hopes were shattered, <laughs> dreams deferred. Yes. Um, the the first 
order of business was to try to, you know, whoever has the worm decides where it goes next. So how can we get in touch with the scammers? So people started spamming the scammers wallet with new NFTs demanding release of the worm. Um, some offers were put on the worm in, in hopes the scammer might visit a marketplace and see those offers. Yeah. So offer is greater than an ETH. Yeah. Yeah. So, so oh. like scammer could have made some pretty good money. Yeah. To this day, if you visit the scammers wallet, you will see all of the <laughs> NFTs people made <laughs> demanding, begging for praying yeah. for the release of the worm. They're it, of course still there. It's become a memorial. It's a memorial. Yeah. So um, after 30 days, I think the worm heard these prayers. It heard the community crying out for it to continue its mission. And that's when the vigil was held. So uh, mysteriously on the worm website, uh, a countdown appeared. And when it reached zero, the worm disappeared. Disappeared from the scammer's wallet. Now, oh. the oh. NFT wasn't transferred out of the wallet, but we had a very lucky um, coincidence. No, that's not the right word, but we had a very lucky happening where... Divine happening. Um, so, so one of my principles as a developer is, and sorry, I got to give a little bit of context here. If you can't make it perfect, make it adjustable. Um, and one of the ways of combating my perfectionism is going, look, okay, I'm not going to worry about getting it perfect, but I'll make it adjustable so that if I need to come back later, I can fix it, I can improve it. So I had left a function in the contract in order to update the art. So we couldn't move the NFT or anything but we could change the artwork on the NFT wherever it was. Um, and so that was the function that we called in order to update the art because it's all on chain. And so the NFT was still there in the wallet, in the scammer's wallet, but the worm was gone from it. So it just had an empty background. Yep. Yep. Which <laughs> <laughs> oh my god my mind's blown so the fact i mean i like this is that is like some some batman saving the world i mean i'm i'm blown away this story is is blowing me away go ahead by all means go ahead yeah well this is funny because this is i mean to felix's credit he's a really <laughs> amazing developer um the worm project is all on chain and he figured out a way to change on-chain art, which is a really new idea that we hadn't seen done before. It's very difficult and he figured it out. So it is also kind of funny because you created this, you achieved this really difficult thing of being able to retroactively change on-chain art, but we used it um, just- As a storytelling. To screw the scammer, yeah. <laughs> and, and as a storytelling mechanic, yeah. <laughs> Truthfully, I feel like, you know, there has been, and some people listening to this, this wasn't just yesterday that they did this. This was all of almost a year ago that this went down. Um, and I want to encourage people that are listening to know and realize that even though this is a doable thing, it's, it's, I think it's beautiful that the team was able to do this in a positive aspect, because we see a lot of, especially now in this bear market, we've seen a lot of people show their true colors. We've seen a lot of people um, come and be what, what they're not or not practice what they preach. But to know that, I mean, you all had this hidden in the back pocket for an unfortunate event and that you only used it because you we're kind of forced to, you know, show your hand and be like, yo, like, this is the community. This is what we stand for. So, I mean, I applaud you for that. And for one, I mean, as, as someone who understands developing, I think that's crazy that you were able to do that, but um, by all means continue. And I love the fact that you all talk in third person about the worm. That is my favorite thing, but <laughs> go ahead. Well, worm comes to us. It yeah. speaks to us. So we have no other way we, of talking about it. Yeah. We didn't <laughs> We didn't create the worm. The worm has always existed. All we did was to help it take its form on the blockchain. 
That's right. Okay. Hey, I love this. I love this. Yes. So the worm disappeared. Mm -hmm. And And then the vigil opened. So this beautiful uh, church opened on the worm website and on it, you could mint free worm vigil lights to show the worm your love for it and your desire for it to return back to the blockchain on its journey. So that opened up, it was open for three days. And in that time, more than 2000 people came and minted these vigil lights to show the worm their love for it and their desire for it return to return to the blockchain. Our, our goal was to get to 273 um, because that's how many disciples the worm had been to. And we hit that within the first hour. It was much greater than we expected. The the amount of support, outpouring of love. Yeah, it was. I had beautiful. I created this whole animation. So we had two hundred and seventy three um, lights in the church background. The image. Yes, in the image, and I created this animation for them to light up as people minted the lights. Um, but everybody minted them so fast, nobody saw me. <laughs> nobody saw them get lit it was just like oh they're all lit now okay <laughs> but once enough light had been created now the worm had a place to come back to and that yeah. was when we launched the second contract yep. for the resurrected the worm, worm. Resurrected we res- worm. it resurrected back onto the blockchain and gained some new abilities. Yep. It it went, it started with the uh, person who had uh, been Timmy's intended recipient uh, for the during the betrayal. Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, started there and then was able to continue its journey. Oh my. So okay. So I guess I guess Timmy's friend did end up getting what they deserve. They got to get the worm. <laughs> So is the worm any different now? Do they look, does he, does it look different now? Is it a different color? Um, Is it bigger, smaller? I didn't know if that, if anything had changed or if it's the exact same worm as before, as in look wise. Great question. Yes, it looks different. Yes, it has gained, it has gained some wisdom from the experience, Mm -hmm. has gained, um, it has some powers, some powers um, and a new form. So the original worm was pink because it was a worm and worms <laughs> are pink. Um, and the new resurrected worm is white because it has come back in a spiritual, spiritual. ethereal form now. Yeah. So its body is still trapped in the scammer's wallet. Mm. But the spiritual form of the worm is continuing the Mm -hmm. journey and mission. Wow. Okay. So dude, this is so, (laughs) I don't know why this is so deep to me. I'm like really feeling (laughs) this spiritually. Okay. Um, So with the, with the new worm, I know that it leaves behind a hologram. Are these holograms, are the holograms new uh, compared to the old ones? So the holograms from the uh, bodily worm and the resurrected spiritual worm look the same. The colors are slightly different. And the holograms have always been um, and continue to be with the resurrected worm numbered. So you get a number on your hologram showing what number wallet you are on its journey. So that stays the same as well and the resurrected worm of course picked up where it had left off at the scammer's wallet so the numbers go from one to what 771 now yeah (laughs) i did notice that on the church um were there different colors or at least a milestone maybe on the checker whenever you hit like number 100 number 1000 um, if you were lucky enough to get the worm at that at that moment in time yeah so we did um pretty early on we wanted to we were we had no idea how far the worm would get in its journey 
So we created the idea of blessings and we didn't know what they would be. We just said, once the worm gets to a hundred, once the worm gets to a thousand, um, we'll do the worm, the worm, the worm will um, airdrop some blessings to the disciples that had been um, a part of the worm's journey had, had helped the worm. This was the worm's way of giving back to the people who helped it on its mission. Um, so we can, we can talk a little bit about the first blessing if you want, uh, mm -hmm. but the second blessing will be coming up in a few months. Who knows how long it will take yeah. to get to a thousand. Depends, depends how long the sometimes, worm travels. Sometimes the worm moves to over 50 wallets in a day, and sometimes it spends a few weeks in a wallet. Oh my goodness. Okay, so if you can, could you talk to us about the blessing number one? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, we really had no idea how quickly the worm would travel. I, I think the worm website was up for almost a week with without anybody releasing it from its jail. So it was just very unclear, you know, how much interest there would be in helping the worm on its journey. But it it visited a hundred wallets actually pretty quickly. And when it had reached its 100th wallet, the worm collaborated with the incomparable artist, NFT artist, Brian Brinkman, who had been one of the people who helped it on its journey to 100. He's Disciple 92. Disciple 92. Um, so the worm and Disciple 92, Brian Brinkman, worked together to create a beautiful NFT of the worm in the shape of a heart hanging from Brinkman's signature uh, yellow pink and blue wires, which you'll see in like his Nimbuds art blocks collection and lots of his other work. And a copy of that was sent to, um, there's a hundred, it's an edition of a hundred and each was sent to the disciples that wanted each, sorry, I'm trying to say each person who helped the worm and had it in their wallet in the first 100 transfers received one of these blessings. And uh, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Brink, it's a Brian Brinkman drawing. It's completely on chain. And uh, he he actually a little bit of lore behind it. Um, he drew this worm heart, a worm in the shape of a heart, on his own because he was so moved by having the worm visit his wallet, and he shared it in the Discord. Um, and seeing that we reached out to him and asked him could we work together on like we loved it so much could we work together on making this the blessing and then he made an even nicer one for us so it was it was really special very special yeah i would say at this time um for those listening to this we had not discussed this beforehand but it's so funny that you guys mentioned brian brinkman um, and a big shout out to him. Congratulations to him. He just signed with yeah. CCA or CAA. I can't remember the, the abbreviations for that signing. But Brian is definitely a two time Emmy Award winner um, for his for his works that he's done on things like the Late Night Show and other things. But Brian will also uh, be on here next week. So oh, awesome. wow, <laughs> that's actually really, really funny. Um, I know y'all had no idea about that. I don't think Brian has any idea about the worm being on here. So literally the fact that y'all work like hand in hand or y'all have worked hand in hand is literally hilarious. I can't wait to tell Brian that, you know, we're all doing this back to back episodes, but yeah, Brian's a great guy. And I had never seen that, that piece, but I know that Brian makes absolutely amazing art yeah. and he has for a while. So that's, that's wild. I mean, so that's what I like about the worm so far. So as I'm hearing, there is one big mission with the worm and that's for for it to visit every wallet but there's it's much deeper than yeah. that so you have the community you have the church there was the betrayal there was the vigil which is all the lore um you literally have the blessings which is amazing so and i don't know if all that was even mentioned whenever the worm first came out it seems like the worm literally just popped up one day and people were told very minimal information and and that's what kind of intrigued people that they didn't know 
um, the story or what the worm was going to be. So as I've heard, this has been amazing. I love this project. And it's, I mean, we could also argue that it's the first one piece project, maybe like, I mean, to a sense, it's definitely one piece. I do want to speak on, um, you do have a friends and enemies part on your, on your page, but Mm -hmm. I noticed I was always thinking, I was like, well, you know, the worm can't really go to events. I can't really meet the worm, (laughs) but uh, I was wrong. You can definitely meet the worm at events. And it seems like there was a big worm at a NFT NYC last year. Is there anything um, that you could speak on that? How was that experience? And will we see you in a couple of weeks at NFT NYC this year? Praise be, Sniper is a true believer. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, so we have a 10-foot mascot. Oh, called, let's go. Called Big Worm, which represents the worm in real physical life. You can hug it. You can get your picture taken with it. You can give it pats on the head. And uh, we brought it to NFT NYC last year to make a big splash and to help the worm pe- meet as many people as possible. We will be bringing Big Worm to NFT NYC this year, but Big Worm will be receiving some upgrades. Ooh, okay, okay. Now, do you all only go to the convention? Because I know a lot of people um, have been telling me, because my first event was NFT LA, wasn't quite the size Mm -hmm. of NFT NYC. Do you all go to the other um, events, uh, or do you only stay in the convention if people were trying to find you? So we only go to the other events, actually. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you so no, much. We don't even have tickets no. to NFT NYC because I, they rejected the worm. Yeah. Oh, well, they're not getting the worm. I'll tell you that, not sending anyone there, the worm. But that's crazy. Um, I know those listening in, if you're trying to debate uh, rather or not to go to the convention, you can if you want. Uh, I encourage people to definitely research and, and do what they feel is comfortable for them. Might be a good networking opportunity for you. But for me personally, and a lot of people that I will be with, I can tell you firsthand going to an event earlier this year, nobody goes to the convention. Um, literally nobody buys tickets. It's not what you expect. And I'm sorry, like I hate to FUD the event, but it's reality. People just don't go. You have a lot more time. I mean, a lot more fun at these other events. You get a lot more networking opportun- opportunities and stuff like that. And people are much more willing to like just get together, have a great time, share a drink, you know, something like that. So I'm really excited to see the big worm. I want to see the upgrades. Have Do you all have any pictures from last year, maybe on Twitter, or is there anywhere I could see the big worm in his 10 foot um, in his life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm so excited for you to meet big worm in New York this summer. That's going to be so fun. Um, we have photos on Twitter. I can add some to the, um, get book, the story of the worm. I, I don't think we have any on there, so I can make a section and add them. We have lots of great fan photos because we encourage everyone to get their picture with big worm. So I can definitely uh, make a place for those to live. So y'all can see them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. And like you said, it's a, on the get book, um, there's a lot of useful information. And whenever I post this episode, I'm sure I'll be able to link it below for the people that want to read about it. But on this uh, podcast, we do five questions at the end for, and this can be for ambition or this can be for the worm if he left you all with any answers for um, the podcast. But before jumping into it, I never want to um, leave this section of the podcast without getting what the worm or what the team wants to get out of this. So is there anything that you really want people to understand about the worm about what ambition is doing with the worm or just in general? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I think the big thing for ambition is we just, we like to have fun and we like to kind of like push a little bit on what's possible and kind of like be at the cutting edge, but not necessarily take it so seriously. So for our team, I think that's just kind of 
our message about what we're about. But as for the worm, I think we have to remember that it's like the one great being. It's always been there. Before people lived and made computers and invented the blockchain, the worm was out there. And it only takes on the form of an NFT now so that it can return to us one wallet at a time. And it doesn't care if you have a thousand ETH or no ETH in your wallet. It still wants to visit your wallet. If you have not yet been transformed by its visit, I know in my heart and in the heart of the worm that you will be visited soon. Let's go. I love that. Oh, I did want to ask because me and friends were very curious about this and I kind of heard you speak on it earlier. When it comes to receiving the worm, does... Does it matter if it's traded within a group of friends before finally sent out? Would you rather it just be sent to random people? Or like, I guess, does it matter if people have a little small list of who they want to send it to before finally sending it off to maybe another group of people or some other person they feel is worthy? Or I didn't know if there was like any like certain way to go about it. The worm wants to visit all the wallets. Absolutely. I love it. Period. Period. Yeah. And the only, the only person who knows the worm's will for where it wants to go next is the person who has it in their wallet, who is, is currently with it. So when you get the worm in your wallet, the worm will speak to you about where it wants to go next. Oh my goodness. Okay. I love it. I'll say this. Most people who have had the worm, have heard the worm tell them that they want to visit amongst their friends. And so that tends to be what happens. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to stop saying I love it because <laughs> that is so clear. But this is another, another little advantage. I think this is my suspicion. I don't know if it's true, but I suspect one of the reasons why the worm likes visiting amongst friends is it tends to be quicker that way. And a group of people can get the worm passed around them um, in a much shorter time than when it's being sent to a random person. And there have even been some speed runs where people have tried to get the worm to as many people as possible within a a short window of time. And that's been another, there's so many different um, elements to the lore, but the, the quest for trying to get the fastest speed run has been another fun little side adventure. I already know what my mission is. My mission (laughs) now is to get the worm and I'm going to find out the record of how many people have traded it within 24 hours. So let's say the record is 50. I'm going to try to go for a hundred people traded in one hour, get a group of a hundred people that we know that, you know, are willing to, to do this trade and do it quickly and I feel like we could do uh, do a hundred in twenty four hours easily surpass that. So yeah. I have I have a pretty big mission now. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay, nothing could make the worm happy. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, such a great way to worship the worm. I think. Oh, I've been trying to get so many people involved, and and that's just because I genuinely like what we're doing here. Like, it's not it's not something where you have to have tons of money in order to be involved. This isn't something where you have to be the most known person out there in the NFT realm. It's, it's really just being involved, friends, getting something and passing it around, building a community. And you don't have to have it in your wallet in order to appreciate the worm or be a part of the family, because eventually you may get it. You know, there are tons and tons and tons of wallets and you do have to remember it's going one by one, which is beautiful to me. So I love that. Um, going into the, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Oh, I just said praise be. Yes, yes. I love praise it. It's, this this worm has me so excited. I, I know who has it right now. <laughs> Ironically, I know who has oh. it. And I know they have plans of, of going in that little circle first, but I'm, I'm going to pry my way in there and I'm going to get that worm and then we're going to be on this mission. But for the five questions on the podcast, like mm-hmm. I said, you both can answer it. Um, one can answer it, and then the other, either or, or all three, including the worm. But um, the five are pretty easy. Some may be difficult, but to start it off with number one, what is the most important thing in your life? And that one kind of starts off a little hard, but it could be, I know for the worm, the most important thing might be visiting everybody. 
um, you know, so for you two or just one of you all, um, what, is, what is the most important thing for you? That's such a good question. Such a deep question. It's really tempting to say the worm because I'm obsessed with it. I, um, I, I love watching it go on its journey. I love that it makes new friends every day. There's something so magical about it that I just love to see. But I, I think for me, that is, that is really it. Like what's the most important thing to me. It's, it's just like being like, I don't know, creating a good experience, like being nice to people, being around, being present. Um, we all have to share this life together and anything you can do, even if it's as small as uh, getting a worm in your wallet, I guess as big as getting a worm in your wallet, um, anything that you can do that makes this existence better for people is worth doing. And so for me, it's really just like, I don't know, treating people well. <laughs> this sounds so cheesy, like treating people well, being nice, but putting a smile on people's faces, um, making it a good experience to be to be alive and to be around and to be in whatever space you're in. And you'll hear me echo some of the same sentiments, um, part of why we make a great team. <laughs> but the way I would phrase it is the most important thing to me is building the future that I want to see in the world. And I want to see a magical future. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where we, we at Ambition draw a lot of um, our inspiration from the quote, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And um, we like to call ourselves technomancers yeah. because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create magical experiences using technology, but it's not about the technology. It's about the magical experience. So that's one of the reasons why when we talk a lot about the worm, we don't focus as much on um, the NFT technology behind it. We talk about how your life is transformed when the worm visits you. That's the magical experience. I, I definitely, I definitely think you're building something magical, uh, both the entire team, because when it comes to this, you know, you all didn't do this out of, out of greed. It's not something that you were like, Hey, let's go get rich real quick and then get done. You've legit, even, even as little as the candles lighting each time, uh, there was a mint. I mean, I, I genuinely think you're building a great community. You know, you had 2000 visuals and, and that probably blew y'all away to have so many in at an early time in your place. And to just see you all grow, I, th I think it'll be clear um, as, as more people hear the, the story and the mission um, that you are building something very magical and very beautiful. So I would have no worry about that. Um, number two might be just as hard as the question, um, and it's definitely uh, what is an obstacle that you have overcome that has helped you get to where you are today? This could be um, in personal life, does not need to be. It could be in NFTs. Um, it could it could be yesterday. Um, I, I spilled a glass of milk, so I cleaned it up. Now, now I'm good. So, um, but what is one thing that that you have overcome that's helped you? Yeah, I can go first. This is good. <laughs> This is really maybe awkwardly personal, but um, so a little bit about me and my background. I have epilepsy. Actually, I started having seizures when I was like eight or 10 and they were never really that bad until I was a teenager. And then they started getting worse. And as a result, I've had times in my life where I've like had concussions. I've experienced brain injuries. There have been times where I can't remember how old I I am, or I like, don't remember the last week of my life or something. And I'm a lot better now, like in my adult life, I've gotten it kind of sorted out and I'm doing really well. And I haven't had that experience, but the, the problem I've had, the obstacle I've had to overcome is that the stories you tell yourself about who you are and what you can do are really powerful. And you have to tell yourself positive stories. <laughs> so going through all of those things, I, I grew up with a lot of these stories about myself that were like, well, 
I can't do what other people can do. Or, I mean, there were times when I couldn't drive a car and it wasn't really clear, like, could I work in my adult life? And these stories of like, oh, I'm, I'm having problems. I'm maybe not as smart as other people. I'm maybe not as with it. I might not be able to do things. They're really powerful and you can tell different stories instead. And I really had to learn to tell better stories about myself. That stuff that I've been through also has strengths. It also has things that make me good at things. It also makes me have certain perspectives that are your, that are unique and valuable and changing that story from one of like, I'm struggling or maybe I can't do as much as other people to actually, I can do anything I set my mind to. If I try really hard, I can make progress. It's so huge. So the stories, I think I'm obsessed with stories because the stories we tell ourselves are really, really powerful. And the main obstacle I've had to overcome in my life is to take that negative story and turn it into a positive story and wake up every day telling myself a positive story about how I am capable of making magic. And there are so many things that I can do. And to have that flipped version of the story that makes my life better and helps me make life better for the people I'm around as well too. No, that that is not awkward at all. That is phenomenal. That and and I respect you so much. Um to be such a strong woman and and to to voice that and and speak on on what you've on what you've went through. I I for one have, you know, I cannot relate because I don't have epilepsy, but I could only imagine um, some of the troubles that you've had to deal with and the fact that you share that with us and, and you speak on those and to, I, I, I would have never known that you, you joined this, this call with so much passion and, and you're full of energy and you're so happy. And to know that you've used stuff like that to just be your drive and, and you still go hard every day. That is, I'm blown away. So all, all respect to you. I have nothing but respect to you. And, and I encourage you to tell that story again and again, because I, I know there's someone listening that, that, that helps. And that's just, wow, that's beautiful. Um, I don't even know what to say. Uh, do yeah. you want to, do you want to, um, you know, give us maybe, something that have overcome that you've overcome as well. Wow. I can't even talk. Just go ahead. <laughs> no. I'll get, I'll, um, so I have Asperger's. Okay. And um, it's to me, the interesting thing about it is in many ways, it's the inverse of um, the story you just told where um, my inner story about myself is if anything too good. And <laughs> the problem is that it doesn't match reality. Um, and the, so I don't want to say Asperger's is the biggest obstacle I've had to overcome. Um, the biggest obstacle I've had to overcome is connecting with other people, communicating with them, understanding them and having them understand me. Um, and it's, I wouldn't be where I am today without my mother because um, she, uh, I think a lot of the difference between, I would, this isn't the right term for it, so I'm sorry, but I would say like well-adjusted people with autism versus poorly adjusted people with autism is um, how much their parents invested in helping them understand how to socialize. How do other people communicate? What do they mean when they say these things? Um, what you need to say in order to help other people understand you. Um, and I spent a lot of my time, a lot of my life disconnected from the world, feeling like I couldn't make friends. And I would just tinker away on my own little projects. I've always been a coder. Um, and I just tinker away at my own projects and build things in my room by myself. And nobody would ever see them because um, I didn't know how to share them with people. And um, I've overcome that because now I'm working with a team of people and we're making stuff together 
and lots of people are seeing it. Yes. I mean, that's, the, yes, I encourage you so much to, to keep building, keep pushing it out there because you are talented as hell. Um, if you couldn't tell, whenever you pulled that little Houdini trick with the, with the scammer, you know, I, I mean, that just shows, you know, you're very talented. And I do have a friend named Max who, and I don't think he would, he would mind me sharing this because he's very open, but um, he also has Asperger's and he's very close with his mother as well. So I do know what you mean on um, that sense of, you know, caring. Um, but the fact that you two are very open and kind enough to share with me and the listeners um, the things that you have overcome. I do just want to say thank you very much for, for allowing us to take that step into your all's lives and just being able to hear that, that story and how deep um, some of these things have been for you all. And it, it literally has not stopped either one of you all. So that right there just shows me so much. Um, going into question three, we're going to totally change the whole vibe. Um, it's actually when you leave the house to go out, what are three necessities that you take with you? Um, so I try not to, to do like keys or phone. So as of the last episode, we figured the best way to word this would be when you leave the house to go out as in like enjoy the night or party or just going to be away from the house for a little bit. Are there any necessities that you must bring with you? Big worm. I'm, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this case. I'm going to make it the case where I never leave the house to go out without taking my 10 foot worm. Uh, just wrap it around all the car seats and just put it in the front seat. I love it. Yeah, I, I kind of figure that you can get in anywhere with a 10-foot worm and any place that won't let you in with the 10-foot worm probably isn't worth going to. So I'm going to say big worm. I would live by that. What about you? Uh, so I hope this qualifies an answer. My answer is my water bottle. And it's water bottle because most people don't carry a water bottle around with them everywhere. Um, some people do, but it's not normal like a phone. And I do this because I absolutely hate the sensation of being thirsty. It's like a sensitivity thing. I hate having like a parched mouth. So I do not leave the house without my water bottle so that I never have to have a parched mouth. <laughs> I can get behind that 100%. As someone who should be drinking water 100% more, Nothing pisses me off than doing something and being like, man, I'm thirsty. And then, like, <laughs> and then not having nothing to drink. I'm like, damn it, man, I got to go so far just for some water. Um, no, in New York, I will 1000% have a water bottle on me at all time. Um, I definitely had one in LA and it was a life saver. So no, that's a big one. It definitely qualifies for answer. If not one of the best answers, maybe beside a 10 foot worm. Uh, <laughs> so I like that one. Um, number four would be, what is one thing that you would want to do before you got too old? I know for the worm, it's definitely going to be probably visit every wallet and share his word. Um, but for you two, is there anything that you would like to do before you get too old? Yeah, I personally, like, there has to be a worm in real life experience. Like, um, I'm obsessed with theme park rides and roller coasters and stuff. So I, I want there to be, like, a physical worm experience the size of a warehouse with, like, some really great adventure going on inside of it. I, I can see in my head all the different worm ride possibilities. So I want that to exist. And then um, I, I don't... I know this may be impossible. I'm going to choose to believe that it is possible. I would like to live in the Space Needle. It's not impossible. I think we can make that happen. I don't know how, but all you got to do is take your 10-foot worm. I think we can get in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally, I'd like to live in the Space Needle without the fear of being caught. <laughs> fair. That's fair. So tourists, or do you, you don't mind if they show up? I, the tourists can be there maybe they could be on a different floor that's fine but i want to live in this i want to live there like i want people to know i live there. i want to be able to invite people over like oh you know like a tinder date where where am i going to meet you i'll come to my house it's the space needle 
that would i mean you would i will say as someone who does not use tinder but um if i did if someone's location happened to be the space needle definitely <laughs> definitely getting a right swipe um <laughs> I, I think i think that's the right direction i don't know um but definitely would have to check that out um so i like that answer the space needle definitely and i've never even been but i know all the pictures oh. i see definitely looks um amazing and extremely way too tall so if you're trying to live at the top i don't know but hey i'm not as, i'm not against that one as tall buildings go it's kind of a mid-tier experience but i love it nonetheless it's definitely on the bucket list to visit um what about you so do we have i keep on saying what about you is it felix yes felix okay felix i didn't want to say it incorrectly so felix um what about you is there anything that you would like to do before you get too old yes i would like and i know this answer because i've been dreaming it of it ever since i was a little kid oh i love I would it like to build a futuristic wonder of the world and so here's a little bit of context of what i mean by that um we haven't built anything on the scale of like the pyramids or the Stonehenge in thousands of years. And yeah, we build cool stuff like skyscrapers and bridges, and I love them. And I have traveled to the Burj Khalifa and made my pilgrimages to many of the tallest buildings in the world, um, things that I would call modern wonders of the world. And they're really impressive, but they're still, they're not as impressive as like the pyramids the scale of what they did back then boggles the mind. It'd be hard to do today. <laughs> That's how impressive something like building the pyramids was. And so I don't know what it's going to be. Um, it might have something to do with the worm. It might have something to do with hexagons. Um, but I want to build a futuristic wonder of the world on the scale or greater than the pyramids well as someone who can barely build an ikea desk um <laughs> you're doing much better than me man um i believe hey, you, you you ask dreams you know we're just <laughs> no you can i mean and that's the thing though what's so beautiful about that is that can be reality um i, I do think you can build something that's revolutionary or a new wonder I don't see why you couldn't. Um, you could easily do it with the worm or with ambition or even as your own self with your drive that you have. So I have no question that that is not just a dream. Um, and, but not only that, it's not impossible. I believe in you, brother. Um, I, I think you're going to do a lot of great things, Felix. Um, I, you need have... a I need a robot army first. but we'll... <laughs> Hey, we can we can get a couple a couple 10 foot worms and I don't think we need no robots. <laughs> but for the last question, this one might. Mm, I don't know how this one will get you because I know the worm might not want to use it. But if I gave you 200 ETH and it had to be spent on NFTs, what are some big purchases or big plays that you would like to make? So as I'm not sure if you all like to trade NFTs, I'm not sure if you all dabble in profile pictures, but if you do, I guess this would be a, a question more up that alley. Yeah. We've, we've experimented. Yeah, so we've actually talked about giving the worm a bag um, because the worm is gonna out, outlive us and um, it needs to be set up for its journey. I mean, its journey is going to take a really long time. Um, so there's so many wallets longer, to visit. Longer than our lifetimes. Yeah, longer than our lifetimes. So we've actually thought about how we can set the worm up to not need us as a team where it can be completely independent. And we think part of that is giving it its own um, ETH account so it can get royalties and and essentially have some passive income off of a worm bag, we call it, <laughs> um, that it can then use for its own purposes, like if it needs to move around wallets or anything like that. So we have actually talked about giving the worm uh, a nice uh, a nice bag. Yo, I like that. I think the worm needs a bag. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on now. I mean, he's been traveling for how long now? And he has no bag? I mean, come exactly. on now. Exactly. I, th I think he needs to be rewarded. Um, but I love it. I love that. Um, Felix, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to keep that answer as well? Oh, well, that's 
That was from a worm. Um, oh, okay, okay. We have, we have, I think our answer is pretty much the same though. And if you want, like, we like on-chain stuff because a lot of our stuff is on-chain. Right. Um, so I've, I've spent probably more ETH than I should have. Like, I probably should have saved it instead of... <laughs> like that's the rational <laughs> side of my brain like, why do you buy that you know you're you're not planning on flipping it you're just holding it you can have the eth instead but um um i have bought some art blocks and whenever there's like a new innovative on-chain project um i'll try and pick one up yeah because i i like other uh developers who are creating interesting new um experiences and technologies on top of um ETH. No, I like that, man. Not only are you intelligent and you're you're building interesting and intriguing things yourself, you're very open to to seeing and introducing yourself to other people and what they're building and what they're creating. So um, I definitely have a friend, a group of friends that I'd like for you to meet over at MetaSeed Labs. There's some very talented developers. Um, yeah. That'd be great. But yeah, I'll have to introduce you one day. But honestly, that that honestly wraps up the, I said honestly twice there. Wow. Um, so that wraps up the five questions for the end of the podcast. And truthfully, that was amazing. Not only do I feel like I know a little bit more about the worm, but I need to go harder after this call with getting, <laughs> getting the worm to my wallet because you. I really have the mission of doing 124 hours. And if Ooh. I can't get that done, I definitely have a group of people that their mission is, you know, to get all of us to get one and then keep pushing it. So I definitely want to get this worm. I love the fact that we were able to do this and that we will be seeing you in NFT NYC. So excited to see what changes have came to the worm and anyone listening in, I will be linking the, the profile for uh, the worm. And if ambition would like, I can link the profile to them as well. So you could check them out. They're very talented. And I know that the worm is not the only thing that they have worked on, um, but they're a super talented team, as you could see. So I, I can't thank you all enough. Is there any last words that you would like to leave the listeners with from ambition, either one of y'all or just the worm overall? Thank you so much. This has been great. I really appreciate the depth of your questions. Thank you. Yeah, this is great. I, I think uh, the only message to leave off with is, yeah, create the magic you want to see in the world. I love how you're thinking about how to do that with the worm, getting it to 100 people, thinking about how you're going to write the story of that chapter when it gets to you. I love it. That's yes. what I would just say is like, you come, come do what we're doing. Like create the magic that you want to see in the world. Have fun with it. Absolutely. And if, you want, if you want to get to a hundred people, you'll find a way and it will happen. Oh, I'm going to try to make it happen. That's what I like about this project. It's, it's one way that, you know, we all try to preach inclusivity and, you know, not pushing people out, getting everybody involved, building strong communities. This is a very strong way. Uh, this is a way that encourages people to, hey, link up with some friends, get some people together, find some people that, that you think are deserving, some people that you've had fun with, things of that nature. And this is your opportunity to share with them, give back to other people. You don't have to worry about being rich. You don't have to worry about being poor. It's not about that. It's not about, oh, I got to flip my way into the worm. It's really just being in a community, having fun, knowing the Lord. You don't even have to know the Lord. You can just vibe out with the people. So yeah, I cannot thank you all enough for this. I think it was an amazing episode. Um, stick around after I close it out. I do have a couple questions for y'all, but yeah, I hope all the listeners really enjoyed this episode. And like I said, definitely check out the worm, check out ambition. They're doing amazing things in this space. And I cannot wait to see y'all in NYC. Don't forget Brian Brinkman is up next week on the podcast. And other than that, I hope everyone has a great day. Peace out and we'll see you next week.